is the problem. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. This is a freak show. An intergalactic freak show. What do you make of that? It's about right. I keep telling my colleagues um, that this is the new normal. God help us all. Hold on a sec. I'm going to get me a beer. Who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. I hear what they're saying. I understand it. I give you America itself. This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. There's a little something we in the Julian calendar world called Friday. Huh? Who is this Julian? Called Friday Live from Studio C. See, senor. A dimly lit room deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications. Uh, you know, it would have been funny if I'd said Julius Caesar, senor. Mm. That would have been funny. I came over with it just a moment too late. Do you mind doing the intro again? I'll bet in a parallel universe you got it right. Yes. Huh? Way to go, parallel Joe. And today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Trump on the border. Immigration. There you go. <sighs> yeah, I know. I know. He took the fight out of me. Maybe I'll just go back home. <laughs> I need Captain. Maybe I'll just go back home. Oh, I heard that, man. Well, now we're not. Yeah, you know what? Definitely have a Friday-ish stew in mind today yeah. for the show. Just a whole Trump this, Trump that thing. You know, we haven't done it in a while. Let's fire up the blender on a Friday and have daiquiris. Wait a minute. Maybe we ought to do that. What would be a good flavor for today? Well, let's see. It's going to be really mid-April. Oh, April. you know what would be really something, to, because of the talk of closing the border? Avocado daiquiris. <laughs> Avocado daiquiris. Yeah. Like there you go. Be a little oily. Put, a little in, put them in a lot of avocado. I want, to be, I want to eat this with a spoon. Lots of avocado. I want it to be more like a a pudding. Thick shake. <laughs> then a daiquiri. The key ingredient in an avocado margarita is the cilantro. Oh, oh, boy. Yeesh. Oh, boy. Yeah, so we'll get those daiquiris going, and then we'll loosen up a little, huh? Hey, Mike. Hey, another thing to say. Michael, keep pouring in there. What do you got, a sprained wrist or something? That bottle getting heavy? Keep that thing in pouring. Hey, Marky. Lots of ice. What are you, a Quaker? <laughs> What's what is that, the child's portion? <laughs> That reminded me, my uh, my youngest, my seven year old, the other day, sitting in his beanbag chair watching a movie, had his uh, his little thing of milk there, and he yelled, "Milk, (laughs) milk!" (laughs) I told my wife, "Boy, he's gonna be something at the end of the bar (laughs) someday." (laughs) Drink, give me a drink. (laughs) Whiskey, (laughs) milk. He's going to uh, be like the bad, scary cowboy in a western. <laughs> Whiskey. Let, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our board operator, Michelangelo, or something like that. I've already had a daiquiri. Uh, how are you this morning, Michael? Oh, I'm okay. Um, I love pizza, but it doesn't always love me. And gotcha. so I'm feeling a little. But I will get through the show happily. And, you know, like the postman, what do they say? Neither rain nor snow nor sleet or fog or something. Yeah. Nor pizza. Me. Nor pizza will stop me. So I fell off the wagon yesterday. Had three cinnamon rolls. Whoa! Holy smokes! Wow. Like a lot. I hadn't had I hadn't had as sweet in over a month. Wow! That's, well, that's right. Falling you off the wagon. Very all right. disciplined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, if my wife would stop buying them, it would help. I mean, it's on me. I'm the gatekeeper to my own mouth. Sure. But I would never buy the trays of fresh-made cinnamon rolls she gets from our uh, best grocery oh, store. And they're fantastic. Yeah, a whole tray of them sitting there. Oh, my and God. And I just had some surgery on my head. And, uh, I don't know, I'm in a lot of pain. I'm tired. I'm hungry. There's cinnamon rolls sitting there. What do you do? Do the math, as they say. <laughs> There's who eats three. Well, a person with a problem, that's who eats three. Do you mind if I make the classic joke? Mm. They x-rayed your head and found nothing. Yeah. <laughs> There's positive Sean, who smiles. We all enjoy that. Who smile lights up the room? How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, it is time once again. It is trailer time with positive Sean. Another edition up on ArmstrongandGetty.com. Uh, the you wa- watching a trailer? Yeah. So you can watch me watch a trailer, and then I I, I throw in some pithy comments I, and I hilarious came, asides. I came across an unboxing video last night that had fifty thousand views of somebody opening a box of something. So if this, only this, I could get to those numbers. This seems like better entertainment <laughs> yeah. than somebody opening a box. Go on. This particular movie is uh, the the Joker origin story, a movie just about the Joker, oh. starring Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, it's Hmm. I was curious at how creepy they were going to go with it, and it seems all the way creepy is Ooh, how it's they creepy. decided. Getting some real kind of taxi driver vibes from it. Really? Yeah, yeah. So this is a hundred percent. Yeah, I happened to see it yesterday too. I'm really looking forward to watching you watch that trailer, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am videotaping Joe watching Sean watching the trailer, and then that'll be available. But kind of in that shaky camera documentary style you're known for. I'll make it black and white and put it at an angle. Right. <laughs> yes. But so the Batman thing has gone from something that. That kids of any age could watch. To kids of a little older could watch. To it's just full on adult. Now, to, right? Yeah, as an adult, you may be up a little late tonight, thinking and fearing and sick to your stomach. That's what I want. I'd yes, like. <laughs> yes. I have to do that regularly. I don't need more of that. There's Marshall Phillips who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Weary, oh so weary. And asking, why do smoke detector batteries die in the middle of the night? They do it because they don't they don't like us. Sound, batteries don't like us. Sound asleep when I start hearing the occasional screech of one of them. Which I think I think it's coming from over there. No, it's over there. It's that room. No, right? no, no, it's that one. I just heard it. You go stand under it. No, it's that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. and, and, and you've got to wait like two and a half minutes between beeps, yeah. too. So that's just, yeah, oh, it's the worst thing. Yep, got up, did just what you said, Jack, uh, tried to figure out where it was coming from. I went, oh, no. Had to get the ladder because it was the one over the bookcase. There you go. Got up, yanked out the batteries. That's go back. ceilings there. Nice, Marshall. Go back to bed. About a half hour later, sound asleep, another smoke detector starts oh, That's screeching. weird. Did you ever consider maybe if a bunch of smoke detectors are going off that your house is on fire? <laughs> <laughs> That's why there was smoke market. Yeah. There, there, there was no smoke. Kind of like when car alarms go off. The last thing anybody thinks is somebody's getting yeah. their car broken into. That is the second reason smoke alarms go off. Yes. There was the no smoke. There was no smoke. There was no fire. Anyway, I found it. I pulled the batteries out. And guess what? It's time for me to get up anyway. Yeah. yeah. So, jeez. SOBs. Why don't they go off in the daytime? Yeah. Oh. Well, it wouldn't ruin your day. Right. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is uh, Friday. How did it get to be Friday already? April the 5th, the year 2019. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve this program. All right, let's begin the show now, officially according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at Mark. I believe that other kins are human, but they also have other parts to them. What was that word? 
uh, other kin. Uh, that is a person who identifies as non-human, typically a being wholly or partially an animal or mythical being. This particular other kin thinks she is a part elf. Okay, so this is one of the... Is this a gender oh, she thing? identifies as an yes. elf? Yes. But is that, I is, see. is that on the gender spectrum? Elf? Or is that a, is that a being spectrum, whether you're uh, a person or an animal? Species? Species thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, sure. Well, yeah, <laughs> elves are clearly not homo sapiens. Uh, but elves tend to be boys or girls just based on the show's well, life Well, we have to ask them. Oh, that's true. I don't get to assume that. Uh, okay. Gender queer elves. Or other kins. Okay. Other kins, yes. I more, see. more on that later. What are other headlines, Marshall? Sure. Yeah. We are not at all a, a people that's gone psychotic, a crumbling society. Not at all. President Trump heading to the border. Story Armstrong and Getty told you about woman confronts elderly man wearing a MAGA hat in a Starbucks, calls of a Nazi and more. What happens next? We'll update you. And we got a resolution to the most expensive divorce case in history. No. Who's going to enjoy that? Anyone? Um, how does the mailbag look? Oh, it's very nice. We have a great freedom-loving quote of the day. Some nice thoughts. Boy, the the, the uh, emails and and calls and texts that I'm in are keep pouring in on the question of why young people are uh, pairing off so little in the modern world. Well, yeah, if you're if you're older and when you were younger, everybody was dating all the time and it was the only thing on your mind. Or trying. It seems odd that people just decided, eh, not interested. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the, of nation. the nation. Available right now via the iHeart app and iTunes. Our two new podcasts. Armstrong and Getty, one more thing. That's our daily after show podcast. And Armstrong and Getty Extra Large featuring our interviews of the most interesting people in the world. Subscribe today via the iHeart app or iTunes. Or wherever podcasts are given away for free. Because we're stupid. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A supposedly country song exploded on country music charts, then it was taken off the country music charts, and some people are screaming racism because it was a black artist. Um, well, and it, it, where did it go? It sound well. They just took it away, and uh, from the charts, from, from the, the charts, from like the Billboard. We're not going to count oh, this because they put it, it on a different. Oh, yeah, they're going to say we don't count this because it doesn't sound like country, and then it get into the question of. What the hell is country music? And right. did you just take it down because the artist is black? Because there are other songs that sound kind of like this that also don't sound like country. So it's kind of an interesting question. Just in uh, where we are as a society more than, you know, what needs to be on a country music station. All right. Yeah, I was going to say it's a tad esoteric, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. Mm. I dig the song quite a bit for what it's worth, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, well, eh, we got so much to do, I won't uh, comment. We'll bring that up in a couple of sure. minutes. Right now, let's take a fun look back at the week that was. It's Cow Clips of the Week. You're Jesse from now on. You don't even get the you no more. That you was respect. You ain't getting no respect from me. Are you as excited as I am? Um, by the sounds of it, No. <laughs> Get up very close to me from behind, lean in, smell my hair, and then plant a slow kiss on the top of my head. 
certainly one allegation is not disqualifying. And pulled me close and our noses touched. And if they don't stop them, we're closing the border. They'll close it and we'll, we'll keep it closed for a long time. I'm not playing games. And the best tasting cheese was the one exposed to hip hop. I will say that in terms of Chairman Neal making this request, there are some risks for Democrats, in my opinion. And they say the noise causes cancer. Because I don't see how he wins again with the numbers that he has right now. I don't see. <laughs> Have you see seen it. what the Democrats are doing? <laughs> if they beat me with the Green New Deal, I deserve to lose. heard that one interesting that a good one yeah um and also we got to talk about so biden puts out that video his apology video and then somebody put together <laughs> creepy joe biden coming up behind joe biden and sniffing joe biden's hair <laughs> Some and biden on biden action and trump Yikes. retweeted it which is hilarious oh my so you having a good time joe uh, what about the uh, sanctity of the office <laughs> stay tuned for that mailbag <laughs> You can email us anytime you want. Mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. I actually read them and then bring some of them in and respond to a few of them. Armstrong, I'm sorry, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Joe reads every email no matter how long or repetitive. Oh, boy, please no. Every word of every email. Please no. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from the great Thomas Sowell. 30 pages on why your kids shouldn't get vaccinated. Joe will read the entire thing. (laughs) There's going to be violence soon. Ah, what a great quote this is. Those of you who love big government, I don't know what what color is the sky in your world. Here's your quote. It is hard to imagine a more stupid or more dangerous way of making decisions than by putting those decisions in the hands of people who pay no price for being wrong. Well, that's pretty good. Really is. That is pretty good. Really is. As uh, the great Tim Lawyer, Tim Sandifer, uh, pointed out on our show many years ago, and it was really one of the uh, more persuasive moments in our journey toward hardcore small governmenthood, he pointed out that uh, in contrast to the private sector in, in government, success is punished and failure is rewarded. If you fail to accomplish a goal, you get more funding. More staff, more turf, a bigger bureaucracy. You beg for more and more money until you you become a gigantic colossus, like the welfare state, for instance, was which was supposed to eradicate poverty. Yeah. Contra- launched you know sixty years ago. Contrary to uh, the way it works in your your whatever business you're running today, you might fudge your numbers to look worse. Right. So we still have this many kids that aren't yeah. getting fed. Mr. President, we have eliminated all these diseases, and frankly, there's really no reason for our uh, bureaucracy to exist anymore, uh, except maybe uh, a skeleton staff to keep an eye on things. So I would like to give up my giant budget and my giant personnel and all my power. That happens never. Moving along, on the topic of dating. Oh, there could be some rated PG-13 stuff here. Oh, boy. For PG-13. Those yeah. uh, don't ender, uh, this is from John. Don't underestimate the damage third-wave feminism and Me Too has done to dudes. Um, I could see that. Third-wave feminism. I couldn't define it, but I think I kind of know what it is. And the, the Me Too thing, there are a lot of parts of it that are, are good. 
Of they're, course. They're healthy. I mean, of course. It's, it's about damn time. But there are the aspects of it where, for instance, a uh, Glenn Thrush of the New York Times. Who still is gone as far as I know. Who I think is four different kinds of putts, but he merely went out with a coworker. They hit it off. She kissed him. He, he kissed she her. He tried to kiss her, put his hand on her thigh at the bar. And she said, I'm not really into that. And he said, cool, I get it. No problem. And then that was seen as some horror. And he was uh, removed from his duties for a while, or maybe still, I don't know. Yeah, I, I haven't seen his byline. I think he's gone from the New York Times. Wow. And and the Which coworker it, was above him on the flow chart, too, as I recall. He, um, he was uh, the White House reporter. He was one of the biggest reporters of the New York Times on politics. Mm-hmm. Lost his job over... Kissing a coworker after they were at the bar together, willingly drinking, right? Because he thought they were hitting it off, right? That's the way courtship works, right? And has for I don't know since Homo sapiens separated from the monkeys. Uh, why less sex? Bye, monkeys. We're gonna go off and do our own thing. Had enough of your hairy, nitpicking, banana-eating act. Oh yeah, we'll be back on horses. You wait. <laughs> Say the monkeys. Uh, why less sex porn? By the way, enjoy the reasoning. Stay for the, the, the line at the end. Porn. You guys mentioned several factors, but it's so easy to get your... Hmm, why change your hobbies? Why go to your friend's house to play a game? Why even try porn? These guys who say they want sex, tell them not to look at porn for a year. They'll be married by the end of it. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'd like to know how big a role that plays. I don't know. Uh, Jack recently went through the history of his son's names. Can you please ask him to settle a burning question? On an old episode from 2012, he said his wife was nursing Hank, yet I've never heard him mention Hank. Well, it's the... Henry. Henry Hank is a casual form of Henry. Exactly. It's not some sort of hidden child. No, we don't have a third child. On the other hand, your lack of mentioning of Jack Jr. is trouble. (laughs) Jack Jr. is with the Peace Corps. He's in one of those troubled lands. Oh, boy. I don't hear from him that much. It's sad. Um, Marshall's News coming up. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We got two texts. Jack, you idiot. Which, so many texts start that way. Right. If you'd leave that part out, then I could read the top line and I wouldn't have to click on all of them. Make it all... easier to alphabetize them by the nature yeah. of the complaint. They all yeah. start with Jack, you idiot. Right. Uh, we're on the Gregorian calendar. The Julian calendar has no month or days. So, there you go. What's the good of it, then? Yeah, what is it? Yeah, never mind Jack's error to, if you made one. Uh, yeah, what sort of calendar is that? It's a blank page. Today's yeah, another really. day. Yeah. Signed, Julian. And the other text on... On uh, Marshall's story about the smoke detector battery going off in the middle of the night, the next step of that, and I know this is apparent, is when it goes off in the room of your sleeping child. Uh, that oh, you're struggling no. to get to sleep, and then their Ooh. battery goes, so then you're trying to get the battery out with one hand and hold the baby with the other hand. We had a house we lived in that had the dramatic entryway. You know, like the two-story right there yeah. by the, your door. And uh, there was a smoke alarm all the way at the top of it. Very handy. And that thing would go off. And finally, I, I told, uh, I decided we're ripping the guts out of that thing. I tell you what, we'll we'll go ahead and die of smoke inhalation before I have that thing go off again. you got to go 25 feet up right. in the air on a ladder right. in the middle of the night? No. Uh, I know. I've smashed them before. <laughs> 
It's combination of, combination of time, place, and I can't get it to stop chirping even with the battery out. Right. Smash it with All a hammer. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, let's get the news out, Marshall Phillips. Well, President Trump is heading south to Calexico, California today to take a look at the newly completed section of the border wall. It's got a 30-foot section, don't you know, of a replacement border barrier. Trump will get a briefing as well on border security. Now, before leaving yesterday, the president uh, dropped his threat to immediately close the southern border over the surge of migrants from Central America. But he did issue a new warning. If the drugs don't stop, Mexico can stop them if they want. We're going to tariff the cars. The cars are very big. And if that doesn't work, we're going to close the border. Saying he tried the tariff first, which he called less drastic. Trump went on to say, Mexico understands that we're going to close the border or I am going to slap a 25% tariff on the cars coming in. I almost feel like, even though we all knew it was a not completely hollow threat, but a mostly hollow threat, that it was just a threat, it was a negotiating tactic, I almost feel like he backed off too soon to, to, to make this next one have any power. I don't know. I, don't, I almost feel like he didn't get close enough to actually closing the border, that it just seems like... You know, you threaten your kid if you don't do that, uh, no ice cream for a month, and then you back off so fast that your next threat five minutes later is, yeah. Maybe, although that was such an extreme measure, and everybody, I mean, both sides of the aisle reacted like you can't do that. Perhaps he thought, all right, well, if after a year of complete non-response from Mexico on some critical issues, I say it's time to do it, then it will seem more reasonable. And and honestly, I like the idea of because these these issues are complicated with Mexico and their government and their their ability to do anything about the cartels is iffy at best. And so to give them a year and to work together on that sort of stuff, I like the feel of that. And with a, with a bit of a, a, a stick at the end of it, perhaps. Remember, one former Mexican president says it's our desire for drugs that's causing the problem. Oh, yeah. Well, there's an argument to be made. Quick note, hiring rebounds. U.S. employers adding a solid 190,000 jobs last month. Unemployment rate stays at 3.8%. There we go. We're back, everybody. Yep. Markets. Making America employed again. Markets reaction. Well, let's get an early morning one-word market update from Positive Sean. The market is peppy. Wow. Yeah. That makes one of us. A Northern California woman's now looking for work after she lost her job over a stranger's Make America Great Again hat. Rebecca Menke confronted the man about his hat in a uh, Starbucks on Monday. Victor, the 74-year-old man she went after, telling NBC News... And this woman comes over and she says, is that, is that a Trump hat? Is this? I said, well, I think it is, yeah. And then she turned to the rest of the audience, the people in Starbucks, and said, hey, everybody, come over here. Let's get this guy. He's a hater. I'm calling him out. He hates brown people. He's a Nazi. After getting in Victor's That's a mentally ill person who does that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it's a mass psychosis. It's spread, it seems. After getting in Victor's face, she then went and posted his picture on Facebook and wrote, anybody in Palo Alto know this freak? He was sitting in Starbucks. I think he lives in Palo Alto. He will never forget me, and he, we will think, he will think seriously about wearing that hat in my town ever again. So is, it, so is she under the impression that there can't be anybody in Palo Alto, California that would be a Trump supporter, and she was so shocked by that? 
Well, she, she probably does think that. She is the bubbliest sort of bubble dweller who has bought the idiotic story that anybody who supports Trump is a racist and a hater and a Nazi. Yeah, her uh, her uh, Twitter concluded, if you see him in this hat, please confront him immediately. So when word got out about uh, Mikey's post, uh, got back to her employer at uh, Griffin Music, they fired her, saying in a statement, the owners do not condone harassment or hate speech of any kind. I was listening yesterday as I drove uh, to my appointment, Sean, what you said about people who confront these things with violence really don't understand how that's going to turn out. It's, it's not a one-way street. Like you, right. you are, obviously, you've escalated things. Yeah. I don't understand why people don't get that either. Amazon is saying the divorce of founder and CEO Jeff Bezos and his wife of 25 years, McKinsey, has been finalized. McKinsey is going to keep 4% stake in Amazon that's worth more than $35 billion, wow. making her the fourth richest woman in the world. The 4% stake in the company is worth $35 billion. That's is that right? How could that possibly be true? Well, that's what they just said. Jeff, one of the world's richest men, will keep a 12% stake, remaining the company's largest shareholder. And we got the final four, men's final four. All because he wanted to be with the crazy chick. We'll see how that works out. Men's final four tips off tomorrow in Minneapolis with Auburn going up against Virginia and Texas Tech taking on Michigan State. And that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips of the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. There's no second chance in the NCAA tournament, Marshall. One and done. <laughs> One loss. You, you go home. Thank you for that, Joe. With nothing but your regrets. <laughs> Thank you for that. So, giant employer bust in illegal immigration? Biggest one in a decade. Yeah, I always wonder why we don't do a better job of clamping down on that end of it. Well, I, I know why. Yeah. Because both parties wanted to keep going. Big business has a, has a say in that. Sure. Uh, we're going to get the latest on that from Clayton Neville on the immigration bust in Texas coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I was just jamming this yesterday in my truck with the windows open on a nice day. Huh? Wind in my lack of hair. Arm out the window. Hmm? Go on. Living on a spring day. Fantastic. I said you guys pointed out how often they say mama. I just can't not yeah, hear oh it yeah. now. <laughs> Nobody says mama today. That's, that's a 70s <laughs> no, thing. Yeah. You're looking hot, mama. Try that on your wife or girlfriend. See if oh, that gets you anywhere. Boy. Or just at the bar. Walk up to her tonight. It's a Friday evening. Hey, mama. Can I buy you a drink, mama? <laughs> See if that works for you. <laughs> they hate it. <laughs> hey, hot mama. You're looking good tonight. Try that. So it's Mamacita in the case of uh, a big plant in Texas. Biggest immigration bust in a decade. And Clayton Neville of Westwood One is here to uh, give us the facts. Clayton, welcome. What happened? Guys, yeah, appreciate it. Well, 284 people were arrested earlier this week. And this is something that's going to linger for a while because all of these people who were arrested are going to have to see a federal immigration judge 
and it's likely that a good number of them are going to end up being deported. But, yeah, over 280 people arrested at CVE Technologies just north of Dallas in the suburb of Allen. It's about 20 miles north of the city of Dallas, considered one of the growing suburbs in the Dallas Fort Worth. What does that company do? Yeah, so CVE, uh, they make parts for uh, technology companies to purchase, uh, and so they're they're a big manufacturer. They have three different locations. I believe they're based out of New Jersey, but this is one of their big plants in Texas. And uh, this was a third of their employee population that was actually arrested. So 284, that's one-third of their employees of their company were taken into custody. There were actually 125 more that were apprehended that day, but they were released because it was proved that they have the proper documentation. This came from a tip that said that uh, this company was hiring people illegally. It's believed uh, that uh, they were also making false documents to try to get away with this. So now what they're trying to figure out is how much did the company know? Uh, were they paying everything? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They knew everything, right. and so do uh, hundreds, if not thousands, of other companies across this great land. I was just going to ask, Clayton, have you had any, heard any scuttlebutt among the uh, business community in that area uh, as to whether this company is an outlier or if there are uh, plenty of nervous employers today? No, I think there's certainly a, a good number of nervous employers because this was something that ICE said on Wednesday was supposed to be a statement, supposed to send a message to companies, not only in Texas, but really across the country. This is a national thing because this is the largest, as you mentioned, since 2008, the largest worksite bus uh, from ICE agents since 2008. Um, so they're trying to send a message that if you hire people illegally or if you work in the U.S. when you're not permitted to, we're going to find you and we're going to prosecute Yeah, that's you. hilarious. Now, that's <laughs> hilarious. We have somewhere between 15 and 25 million illegals, millions and yeah. millions of people working, and you, you, you bust these couple hundred at one company. Now, we're sending a message. We won't put up with this except for the last 30 years yeah, well, and the next 30 years likely. Um, do you have any idea who orders this, who who? Who, who makes the call on when this happens? Does ICE make that? Does the president make that decision? Well, it, it depends on the particular um, sector. So in this particular case, it was the North Texas region. It was Homeland Security and uh, ICE. Uh, Homeland Security actually took the lead on this. The Department of Investigations through Homeland Security in the North Texas Division. Now, they said that they got a tip and that this could be part of a larger investigation. Of course, they won't say Okay, I got a means. tip. If anybody's listening, try any kitchen, any hotel, any neighborhood where lawns are being mowed. If any meatpacking plant, meat pack, please. Yeah. Here's my, it's a tip. It's a secret yeah. tip. Yeah, interesting. Uh, but, uh, Clayton, we appreciate it. Solid job. Nice job. And my anger is not at the illegals who are doing the work at or, all. Or the reporter who you seem to be yelling at. Why are you yelling at, at Clayton? All. He's a nice young man. Solid reporter. His mama's proud of him. I'm yelling. Hey, not mama, you look good to me. Him. If somebody's yelling and you think it's at you automatically, you got something wrong with you. You need to take a look at yourself. Um, Maybe I get yelled at a lot. The It's just hilarious. I'll bet it goes up very high because they could do this any day they wanted to. Well, now, that wait decision's got to go really high on when you decide to actually bust some of these employers. Here's a question for you, though. I mean, you, you seem to be suggesting that this is just more of the same during the Trump administration now in 2019. I would say the biggest bust of illegal workers in 10 years might indicate a change in the wind. 
And given Trump's other policies, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll tell, you, we'll tell It would have yeah. to happen a lot, but yeah. I yeah. don't think it's they got a tip. Wait a second. We just heard somebody called in and said there are illegals working in a company outside of Dallas. It can't work that way. I mean, that's silly. Right, right. Well, and, you know, I'm glad they did that because if you allow the flouting of any laws, you you lower the respect for all laws. Um, and we have way too many laws anyway. But I, I, so I'm I'm not unhappy that they did this. On the other hand, it's almost like, you know, busting hookers one night a year. It's exactly like uh, that. I just it would be so easy if we were serious about fixing, you know, the immigrant labor situation, it's which a- which includes both cracking down on the illegal and stimulating uh, slash uh, making easier the the necessary. I mean, if we need, you know, farm workers, let's have guest worker visas and that sort of stuff. But that actually goes to show you how valuable is it to both parties and to big business, the Wall Street crowd, to have a flow of illegals they can exploit, either turn into voters or turn into cheap labor. How valuable is it? Well, it's so valuable that they don't do what obviously needs to be done. Yeah, it is exactly like the prostitution thing. That's what I think it is. I don't yeah. think it's some change in the wind with the Trump administration. I hope so. God, he'd get a lot of pushback. He'd be my hero if he stands up to the the Wall Street Journal crowd and everybody in his party on that side yeah. and starts raiding these places and saying hiring illegals, is it's over. Right. I, I don't think he'll do it. Or I don't even know if he could do it structurally. I don't know if the economy could handle it unless you had some... You know, cons- comprehensive way to, to take this on. Because right. you have to have employees. Right. It would be enormously disruptive. Yeah, you, know, you can't upend it, the entire model for a lot of these companies uh, overnight. All right, here's what I do. I'm a middle child. I bring people together. All right, for the super right on immigration, I have a point. For our lefty friends, I have a point for you. Uh, for, the, uh, for the super right, well, for our lefty friends... Yeah, he probably ought to start with the Trump golf properties and bust all the illegals mowing the lawns on his golf courses. That yeah, would, even, and the hotels. Even though I brought up landscaping, I think you got to start with a lot of businesses before you get down to individual landscaping dudes. Right, right, right. Well, and and the other thing is the the liars in D.C. have pretended to be serious about immigration. An immigration law for so long, all the while winking and chuckling at each other, that we have big, you know, economically necessary companies that are now heroin junkies, and the heroin is cheap illegal labor and artificially depressed wages in general. Because as anybody from Cesar Chavez to Victor Davis Hanson could explain to you, you can't constantly introduce cheap, illegal labor into a market and have the wages not decline. They, they have to. And so it, it, we almost have to proceed carefully because we've been on heroin so long. Sure. You can't just stop all of a sudden. You'll die. So we've yeah, put ourselves into a hell of a spot. If you're going to be a serious adult about it, you'd have to say, okay, you know, get, your, get your ducks in a row, figure out what adjustments you have to make starting, you know, pick a date, uh, June 2020. That's the end of the road for all you companies that are hiring illegals. Mm-hmm. We're going to crack down on that. So figure out what you got to do. It's going to be the same for you and your competitor because that's part of the problem. Whatever this company is that they raided yesterday, 
they if they were going to be honest, they'd say, look, our competition over there hires illegals. We can't pay more money for our employees than they do and sell our product and be competitive. Right. Every time we bring this up, we get emails from construction companies, uh, contractors who say, look, I would be out of business sure. if I used all American labor. I could not bid on a project successfully. No, of course you couldn't. So, you know, again, I think the heroin junkie uh, metaphor holds true. We've just we've we've gotten ourselves in a hell of a spot. But it's just hilarious, you know, and, and all the news reports it the same way, like it's a, a big deal and a one-off. And the company may have known about it, may even have facilitated it. Yeah, of course they did. Remember that 60-minute story years ago where they had undercover cameras? It was in the Midwest somewhere. Um where the, the situation was illegals would come and they'd know to go to this pool hall. And they'd go to the pool hall and talk to the guy who they then fill out the forms and then they get you the fake ID stealing somebody's social security number from somewhere. They right. get you the ID and then you go to work there. They got a whole process for it. Sure, yeah. Yeah, they need the workers. And you know what's so frustrating for the umpteenth time? You get ten randomly selected Americans in a room and point out all these aspects of it, including, listen, we have uh, really important companies that have plenty of illegal workers, the economy, this, blah, blah, blah. So you got to factor that in, and we probably need guest worker visas. They could solve it in a week. I usually say an afternoon. That part of it's a little more complicated. But if it weren't for politicians demagoguing the issues to whip up their base, it could be solved in a week. On the left, screaming racism, the idea that any country that has an in, has a border is racist is hilarious. And then, you know, on the right, pretending to be serious about it, that's equally hilarious. We get and you've got 70, 80, 85% agreement on some of these issues from real Americans. We get a lot of texts on our text line, which is 415-295-KFTC. I'm always interested in what sparks people's, uh, you know, gets people motivated enough to text. And uh, so far this hour, the number of people angry at me that I suggested we use the Julian calendar when it's actually the Gregorian calendar. Prove yourself. Is uh, is pretty shocking to me. I'm a fan of the Caligulan calendar. How does that work? There's uh, three days of the week. Orgy day, drunk day, and gladiator day. The date today on the Julian calendar is 2018-095. Right. Which is how that works, I guess. Which is the calendar with the chocolates under each day? <laughs> that's a good calendar. You think you have an advent calendar? Yeah, perhaps? those are great. Ooh, that's a good That's, that's a calendar we should all use. Thing. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 